But today, I have the privilege as we start the Advent season to introduce to you someone who many of you know very, very well, someone who has been through the summer up until this point doing an internship with us. Uh, Rory Woodbury is a student at Biola. She's been getting her major in theater arts. She's actually graduating. She's very excited about that, as is her family. (laughs) Give Bill Woodbury lots of props, man. He's very, very excited about that. Uh, Rory, you remember, helped uh, lead us uh, in some skits, ways to enhance God's Word during our series on the Psalms, and we've been preparing for today, way back then, when I really encouraged her to think about doing a narrative sermon, which uh, you've seen me do before, uh, as a way of leading us into the Advent season. One comment before we get into our scripture. You're going to notice for Advent, we're still staying in Peter's first letter to the church, and that might strike you as odd given that oftentimes during the Advent season, we sort of go back to some of the more traditional Christmas readings. I want to ask you to trust me that what you're going to see is we're still going to interact with the story that we remember during this time of year, but we're going to interact with it through Peter's words to the church. And I think it's going to amplify what he is saying, not only to those he wrote to, but to us. And this is a great case in point. As you hear the scripture this morning, hear this scripture in light of the Christmas story, but hear this scripture specifically in light of someone who lived it, Mary, the mother of our Lord Jesus Christ. Before we get to Rory, I want to invite one of our elders, Rory's mom, Linda, to come up, and she's going to read to us scripture today from 1 Peter. Welcome, Linda. Good morning. Um, If you're following along in your pew Bible, you're going to be opening it up to page 851. We are continuing to go through first peter as pastor chris said so it's first peter 3 verses 13 through 17 and i'll wait just a moment until all the pages stop flipping that's always a good sign for a teacher or a preacher huh <laughs> to hear that oh all right from first peter 3 verses 13 through 17 who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear their threats. Do not be frightened. But in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. For it is better, if it is God's will, to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. God, this is harder than I expected. Everywhere I go, people stare like they're ashamed of me. 
I mean, no one expected me, the perfect virgin, to bear a child out of wedlock. Even my parents look at me with disgust. I want to be obedient to you and your calling, but no one understands. The angel told me that this son will be called the Son of the Most High, and that he will take over the throne of his father David. He said he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever, and his kingdom will never end. He will be the hope for my people, the deliverer that we have been waiting and praying for. I know you are faithful to your promises and that no word of yours will ever fail, but how do I help people to understand? How do I explain this to my relatives, my neighbors, even Joseph? I know he wants to believe me, but Lord, why would you choose to work through an unmarried virgin to bear your son, your precious and holy son? To the world, I am condemned an adulterer, shunned from society. The scorn that has been laid on me is, is almost too much to bear. I am only a young girl, and, and every day my belly grows is another day of embarrassment for my family and my friends. Why did you choose me? Yahweh, I'm no one special. I'm just an ordinary girl. Surely there could have been someone else better suited for this. Surely there's some married woman who could have bared this burden better than I. I know the stories of old. I know how Sarah gave birth to Abraham in old age, or how Rachel, who had a barren womb, you blessed her with two children, or the birth of Samuel, to our servant Hannah, but even the blessing that has been bestowed upon my cousin Elizabeth, but I am young and, and unmarried. No one looks at me and calls me blessed. And yet somehow I know that generations to come will call me blessed because of what you are doing within me. Despite the rejection I face, I know you are with me and comforting me through it all as you work out your glorious plan. God, I know you will complete your holy will. You perform mighty deeds and scatter the proud. You've brought down rulers and lifted the humble. You've filled the hungry with good things and turned the rich away empty-handed. You have been faithful to Israel, to our father Abraham and his descendants forever. You are trustworthy, God, and I know this baby will do great things for your glory. We will see victory from persecution. We, your people, will be redeemed from our oppressors. The words of the prophets will be fulfilled through the Son I will bear. I know your ways are not my ways, and your thoughts are not my thoughts. And while I trust your unfailing love in the present moment, I don't understand where your plans are going. But I wait with hope and anticipation to see what you will do. God, I am accused every day of having done something wrong. You should see people's faces when I try to explain the good news that has come to me. When I tell them what the angel said, they, they look at me like I'm crazy. God, I know who you are, that, that you are bigger than all of my doubt and my fear, but how do I help them understand? They should know the stories of old, how you work through unlikely circumstances. But all I get is shame and skepticism. Lord, only Elizabeth understands. She called me blessed as she said the baby within her womb leapt for joy at the news.
Yahweh, I know that Joseph is a good man. I know he's trying, but he hardly says a word. I, it's like he doesn't even want to acknowledge it. He feels so far away. I, I almost feel as if I was being punished, but what had I done except said yes to you? I want to have compassion on him. I know it's hard on him too, but I need him to stand by my side, and at times he seems ashamed of me, especially when we're out in public. I know, Lord, that it's only because of you that he chose to move forward in our marriage. He said an angel visited him and told him that he had nothing to fear because the baby that I was bearing was conceived from the Holy Spirit and that this baby would save us, his people, from our sins. I thank you, Lord, for this, and, and I pray that, that Joseph would come to understand the precious baby that I'm carrying for your divine purposes. But God, I really had no idea how much my life would change when I said yes to this calling. But how could I refuse? You chose me, appointed me to bear this child for your glorious purposes. This baby feels like a gift to me, but a burden to everyone else around me. How do I help them see? How do I help them to understand the weight I bear? It's it's hard not to feel defeated, but I, I know you'll work out your purposes. Help me to remain in you, to be obedient to you, my rock and my, my comforter. <laughs> Son of God is living inside of me. I'm bearing the hope and the promise of Israel. This tiny baby will be raised up to redeem the people, to set the captives free and to rise up the lowly and brokenhearted. Your prophecies are being fulfilled through me. Me, a lowly servant, a woman with nothing to offer, not even a husband to cover her. Oh, my precious son, what will your life be? How can I, a lowly servant, raise you, God incarnate, to be a man? What have I to offer you? My sweet baby boy, what will the world say of you? I am so afraid that everyone will look at you like they have looked at me and, and judge you for being born out of wedlock. I want to protect you from harm. But how can I do that when the high and holy calling that I know is placed on your life? Child, do you know the destiny that is prepared for you? Do you know the saving power you will have for your people? Dear, when I wait in anticipation for the day when I will hold you in my arms and, and close to my heart. You are a miracle of God's handiwork, a precious gift that will fulfill our Father's glorious plan. Jesus, may your name be lifted high. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord, and my spirit exalts in God my Savior, for he has moved with mercy on my loneliness, and my name will be forever exalted.